Hello and welcome to episode number four of the Civ Serious About Gaming podcast. My name is Richard Marsh and I don't know why I told you my full name, but I did, but just in case you need it, there it is. This week we are talking to the Kelsum, as they go by, which is Kelsey and Sam of Kelsum, believe it or not, um, about their game Cymatically Muffed. This was a really cool interview. Uh, they're great supporters of the stream. They always watch my streams. It's fantastic to have them on the on the podcast at last. They were actually the first, I think they were the first indie dev to contact me when I put the call out for indie devs to, for me to play their games. Um, so it's actually really nice to get them on the show and tell us about the game that I have already been playing quite a few times already. So here comes the interview and I hope you enjoy it. We have on the show... Now, it's going to be a weird one to, to introduce you guys because you go as Kelsam, Kelsam, but your names are actually Kelsey and Sam. Is that correct, first of all? Yes. yes. We go by Kelsam. That's our company name. Pretty crafty. Just combined our two names. <laughs> that, is, that is very stealthy. I never would have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> very good. <laughs> it works, doesn't it? I know, coming up with names is like, as any gamer knows, it's like the hardest bit of any character creation. Yeah. Which is why you end up with like weird variations on your name as the character name, which, well, I do. I'm extremely lazy. <laughs> Just adding S's and D's into my name and stuff <laughs> that don't need to be there. Uh, so random name generators are my best friend on games, much to the dismay of some of my friends who um, are quite serious about the name matching the law. <laughs> and I and then I entered a game with Mr. Slapped you back. <laughs> it just generated randomly. I didn't choose it. <laughs> anyway, so welcome to the show. That's completely off topic. Um, so now we know who you are. Why don't you tell us? Well, your game is actually called. Now this is going to be another whole side note here. So it's cymatically muffed is the name of your game. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's an amazing name. But I need to know, one, what the hell it means, and two, <laughs> where did you get it from? Where's the name from? So go for okay. it. Okay, so it's cymatically muffed, and cymatics is how sound impacts matter. It's the frequency that it uses, and the muffs are the big headphones. So because in the game, when you bump music on your big headphones, you get powers, then you're cymatically muffed. Beautifully said. Right, that makes sense now. Now I've actually got some knowledge. <laughs> Shows how ignorant I am, but cool. That's a very cool name. And who came up with that? I don't remember. Well, I don't, mostly don't remember. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember coming up with the name cymatically muffed. It's Someone been a while. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's that's gonna be a future question. <laughs> um, okay, so tell us about tell us about your game. What 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 kind of game? do you have um obviously i've played it quite a few times but i i expect my descriptions are normally pretty basic so why don't you tell us what your game is about so it's a top-down shooter and um i just discussed the mechanic of the big headphones but it just has general shooter mechanics mechanics oh man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's from a top-down perspective like straight top-down which is a little off-putting sometimes for people initially, but we think it works pretty well for the gameplay that we're that we're going yeah. for. Yeah, it does, especially with like the map layout as well. It makes sense being top down. It's actually kind of a mix. Is 
is the rooms are like a perspective top-down view where you can see the sides of the walls at a weird angle, but like all the stuff in the rooms is like orthogonal top-down, so you only see like the top profile of all the objects. So it's a little, it's a little weird. Okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna have to put some sort of warning on this. Orthonic, what was that word? <laughs> orthogonal. <laughs> orthogonal, whatever that means. Um, uh, people look it up on on the internet. I don't know what that means. <laughs> This is Simpleton Town here. <laughs> I can't be dealing with words like that. I've just woken up. <laughs> um, okay, wow. Um, so, and it's also it's all hand drawn. Is it all hand drawn? It is. Yes. Uh, I did the artwork and the level design, and so I have drawn all of the stuff. Wow, that's impressive. And why did you decide to do it hand drawn? Um, well, we were initially working on a different version of the game. It was like a, like a side-scrolling platformer, and we had an artist who was doing all the artwork. Mm -hmm. And then he had some life stuff come up and had to drop out of the project. And so, and at that point, we were like eight months into development on that game. So instead of trying to pick up with a new artist and start over and risk losing another year's worth of progress, we decided that I would attempt to do the artwork. That's also part of the reason it's top-down, is because I felt more comfortable drawing top-down than profile <laughs> artwork. <laughs> well, that's impressive. I mean, that's how cool that that's worked out. I mean, obviously bad for the, for the other person, but it's cool that you've managed to step in and, and keep it going you know, with this. It, it, looks, it looks great. It, and again, what I love with a lot of indie games is this looks like your game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It it has a unique aesthetic. If I saw a screenshot, I could say, well, I know that's cinematically muffed, clearly, which is awesome. Yeah. It's great because, you know, it is very tempting just to, I suppose, import some generic library. And and that's okay. If, you know, if that's what you need to do to get your game out, that's no problem, is it? But it, it's nice to have your own touch on a game, definitely. Yeah, for sure. We're big fans of doing pretty much everything custom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that means uh, time. Yes, yes, it does. Yes, it does, yes. Uh, okay, it's cool. Um, and so how long have you been developing this? So we've been working on this version for about a year and a half. This, this version? What does that mean? Well, we had a previous version that was the side-scrolling platformer that we had oh, worked on for like okay. eight months. Okay, so you did. You literally just took the same project and just changed it into this. Uh, okay, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, we scrapped... I think everything except for the menu system from the last game. Wow. That's quite a change. And the yeah. story is a little... Yeah, the story story's quite a bit different, but it's, yeah. it's, it's based on what we had outlined for the first one still, so I guess that, that mm -hmm. seeped its way through. Okay, so about the story, because what I've played, I, I was playing it kind of before there was a story, because you've, you've added a lot of, like, um, um, what's the word? Like... Uh, not, the not cut scenes. Yeah, the comics yeah. to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> um, words are hard. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> so you've added a lot of... So what is the, the, the story of the game? What is the idea of it? So the storyline of the game is you are a test subject who Dr. Wolf has been experimenting on. And over the course of experimenting, you have realized that when you have your your headphones on and you bump the music then you get you get powers and the powers that you have are you can move faster and hit harder and fire all your weapons fully automatic 
Yeah. So it's basically like you're listening to death metal suddenly. <laughs> uh, yeah, when when you actually get the, the the headphones on, I do love the jump in music instantly as soon as you activate them. It yeah, it actually, yeah, it actually makes you sit up and go, oh, oh, what's happening? I, I need to. It does make you actually destroy stuff. <laughs> Very good. It surprised me the first time. It's cool. So, like I said, I have done a couple of streams of this so far. I, I love the I love the detail of the fact that even like the toilets have got the cubicles have got toilets in them and the the pool table's got balls on it and I know it's only little tiny things, isn't it? But it does really make a difference. Yeah, Kels Kels spends a lot of time on like the levels all have have a huge amount of detail in them. If you if you walk through the offices, you can look on different desks and see different little desk toys and and different arrangements of stuff to kind of see what those people are working on, what they're doing. Yeah, but, you can zoom in slightly as well, can you? You can go in, uh, in and out quite a lot, actually. Yeah, you can you can zoom in really, really far, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we don't recommend you play that way. But... <laughs> no, you're not going to see what the hell was in the next. Well, that could be like the hardcore way, couldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> only see what's what's right very next to you. Yeah, you can only see two feet in front of you. That's it. <laughs> uh, and even the fact that you put the footprints in the um in the green goo. Oh man, that's that's one of my favorite features. We we did that pretty late actually. That only happened a couple months ago. But there's there's mud and there's green goo in the lab laboratory levels and a, a few different things that if you walk through it leaves little footprints. My favorite one is the scorch marks because those are a little more dynamic. The the green goo and stuff we manually place in the levels in certain places. Okay. But like if you throw a grenade and it makes a scorch mark on the ground, when you step through that it leaves little ash prints while oh, you walk. Amazing. See, that's great. Uh, yeah, I, I, as soon as I walked through the goo, I was like, that's cool, his footprints. <laughs> Straight away. It's, it's a really nice, really nice touch. It's very good. It's all part of that aesthetic <laughs> polish. <laughs> yeah, but that's, you know, it, it shows you care. You know, it shows you not just, you haven't just created a generic game just to, for the sake of creating a game. You, you're creating yeah. it because you enjoy creating it. And it does show. Thanks. Uh, so, so engine-wise. Now, Sam, I'm not noticing a lot of uh, contributions here so far. <laughs> what, well, what I focus on this one for sure. <laughs> so, um, so you our must engines, be doing you must be doing coding stuff then. I take it. Yes, <laughs> I I am the programmer half of our team. And, Good. and oh, there we go. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to make sure you weren't like a cheerleader. <laughs> um, no. So um, we have a custom engine. I wrote it in C sharp um, using Mono Game, and yeah. Um, Okay, well, hold on. We've got to go back there. So, this is, uh, well, this is for once not a Unity game. Yeah, yeah, not not Unity. It yeah. is written in C Sharp, but not Unity. It, it is a 100% custom engine. Custom which engine is really built, good built by you, custom engine. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And wow. it runs super fast. So, um, like, even, even if you have, like, an older, slower laptop, it'll still most likely run at at hundreds of frames a second, like just blistering really? speed. So <laughs> it's I've quite a loads of, I've got loads of old hardware here. I'm just going to chuck it on stuff now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So why did you choose to make a custom engine? Surely that sounds like 10 times the work. Um, not for me, actually. I, I've been programming for a really long time. So I, I like to do everything custom because then I know exactly how it works and I have the full control to, to make it do whatever I want it to do without having to, work around existing stuff so i can you know it's wow. it's a 
in my opinion, just just a higher tier way to do it. You have more control, you have more power to to make it the way you want it to be. Definitely. I mean, it's just, it's the sort of thing that everybody wants to do, but a very small percentage of people can actually do it. Yeah, for sure. Wow, what well, that's impressive. I mean, as a team, you know, you're an impressive pair, aren't you? I mean, you've got a really diverse set of skills between just two of you. <laughs> so, what about the music? Who, who's in oh. charge of that? So we both pick the music, but all of our music is actually free use. Most of it comes from freesound.org. And we're actually, uh, the soundtrack is on the Steam page for free. You don't have to buy the game or anything. You can just have it. And most of our sounds are from Freesound also with the free use sounds. Um, we are, we re-engineer them a little bit, but, but pretty much all the sounds we use, other than the voice acting, is, is made by other people that that we credit so if, if you actually go into the credits of the game yeah there's like three credits at the top that credits us and then there's like 200 credits that credits all of the people <laughs> that make the music and sounds wow yeah it's um okay that's cool um and well, i'm just about to say something i've just i why did i look away at the screens um <laughs> it's typical isn't it um so we're talking about the music um Christ, what was, I, what was I about to say? It's going to annoy me. Um, we'll come back to it. It'll come back to me. It'll hit me. Ah, that's what I was going to say. When is the planned release date? That's a tough question. Well, <laughs> the you're getting release it. Date has come and gone a couple times. Um, it's in early access right now on Steam, and it is in an almost complete form. We are We are just finishing the campaign right now. So you can play... I would say 99% of what is what is going to be in the final version of the PVP, and you can play probably about 70 to 80-ish percent of what's going to be available in the campaign. So what you can play now, right now on Early Access, is almost completely done. Um, we still have a couple worlds of the campaign levels to finish, and there's two more boss fights. Right now there's only one boss fight in the, in the existing Early Access campaign. That was, that was good, the boss fight. Yeah, it's... I'm I'm very happy with that boss fight. Yeah. It's very good. <laughs> it was very good. Just mainly me running away from projectiles, but, but it was <laughs> it was very good. Yeah, um, and the last thirty it's available on Steam. You can you can buy it right now. Eleven pound thirty nine if you want to buy it according to to Steam right now. No idea what it is in dollars. I'm afraid. Sorry. Uh, it's a uh, fourteen ninety nine normally, unless it's on sale. Okay. Cool. I've completely lost the flow today. I've completely lost track of what I was, what I was talking about. Uh, so we've done... Okay, so you've had to help. Um, so, ah, here we go. Surprises or troubles while you've been making this game? Has there been anything that you thought was going to be easy but actually turned into a nightmare? Or you've spent, you know... Yeah. Or what, what, what have you suffered? So a couple things. Um, in, in the previous version, I made a level editor that only Kelsey could use. And it, and it was just part of the game engine. So it was written in C-sharp, and it was very much just tossed together, not really thought out. I just I knew she was going to be the only one using it, so I didn't spend a lot of time on it. And so it was really clunky, and it took her a long time to do anything with it. And she anytime she wanted to change the art or anything, she had to come to me and be like, I've changed the art. I need you to go and rebuild the game and all this. It was, <laughs> it was a very laborious process. Oh, no. Yeah, it was pretty rough. So... In this one, I took the hard left turn, and I decided I'm going to make a whole fully featured level editor that anyone can use. It's, it's on our website right now. Any, anyone can use it, even if you don't have the game. And it's the same one that Kelsey uses to make, to make our levels. 
And I also made a couple other tools. So like when she changes artwork and stuff, instead of having to come to me to rebuild the game and everything, she has tools that she can just um, rerun an executable that compiles all of her artwork into her existing environment of the game so she can test stuff without without interrupting my work or without me having to interrupt her work or whatever. Wow, very cool. And so that, I... one, that took building that editor before I even started writing this new version of the engine. Building that editor took a few months all on its own. So, And I thought I was going to be able to do that in a few weeks. So that, was, that, that took a long time. That was a big hit. Yeah. So your your engine um, is that something you sell, or is that available to download, or is it available to the public generally? Uh, no, our engine is super customized for just this game. It it wouldn't be useful for much else, at least in its current state. But do you think you could use it in the future for something else if you change some bits, or is it a case? Of yeah, just so starting again? so we'll we'll reuse a lot of what we've written for this engine for either Muff sequel or our next game or whatever it is we end up working on. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Wow, that's impressive stuff. I don't know how you do it. I've got no idea. Um, in fact, have you got um, so for anyone who is looking to get into game development, do you have any? Is there anything that obvious that jumps to mind where that's an obvious tip or somewhere where they can start? Is there anything you, you'd suggest for people? Um, it it kind of depends. Um, for me, I usually suggest people to start with with very complicated paths of, of where to start because because I prefer to do everything programmatically. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I, I wouldn't recommend someone to go start with Unity, but if that's what works for you, then great. You know, make your game yeah. with Unity. That's fine if, if that's what gets it done. I but I wouldn't... Yeah, I see. Yeah, I wouldn't push someone to Unity. I'd be like, no, learn to program properly so you can make the engine exactly the way you want it to be if yeah. it takes more no. time. Yeah, code it in Notepad. From <laughs> Certainly not notepad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sound you sound like a friend of mine who is uh, <laughs> the most particular person ever and has to do everything from scratch. Yeah. So uh, you're that guy. Cool. Hey, what you get is is you know a very unique custom game, which is awesome. So yeah, that's it's obviously true. working for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now we're going to go on to some of the other stuff that you do. So long term. Do you plan on making more more games, or is this uh, depending on how this game does, or what what is your sort of your outlook for the future? Um, I've always been making games, and I always plan on making games. So, <laughs> you is know, this your first game together. No, we have one other game on Steam, but it was more of like a weekend project that we put together. So this oh, is our um, first like real game. <laughs> right. Wow. Okay. So that so. This other game, you managed to get it on Steam. Yeah, um, it's called Simple Light Cycles. Um, it's on Steam for I think a couple of bucks, and <laughs> it's actually the reason that we kind of took the plunge into full time development is because it did. It, it was it was a bit more successful than we expected, and and like I say, we 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 worked on that game I think for a grand total of like four days. So. <laughs> Simple light yeah. cycles. Oh, yeah, it, it was a small project. We were playing a, a Tron game, a Tron clone on Ouya at the time. And it was pretty fun. Um, Kelts and myself and my brother. But it was it was kind of laggy. It didn't, like, you'd, you'd hit the button to turn and, and it would take a while. And so we wanted to make one that was, like, super, super responsive. And so, be, it? what? It has to be responsive if you're playing. It's basically like a, like you said, like a snake game. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You can't have a delay. If you want to turn left, you have to turn left now. Exactly. And so that's what we did. Is that, and so we made that one so that we could play it. And we ended up putting it on Steam, and people ended up buying it, and that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah, no, that's quite that's, that's, what, that's cool. That's very – I can't believe you've got this. You did it the weekend. Yeah, that, it was originally like a two-day project. After we put it on Steam, we spent a little more time trying to make it more – you know, when when we made it as a weekend project, the menus were pretty crude, and there was about a bunch of inside jokes. So most people playing it didn't understand what half of the things were. So we had to make it a little more public friendly. Okay. Okay. Now that is that is one pound fifty nine on Steam here. Yeah. Gaming is not well. Well, is there anything else for for cinematically muffed? Is there what well, is there anything you want help with? Is there is there, are you looking for help for, with the game, or are you completely set up? Um, we're set up for development. Um, we always need people to to buy it, wishlist it, and leave us a Steam review. You know, if you want to support it, yeah, anything so like that's that. The main, that's the main and thing. Let so us know thing. if you find any bugs. Yeah. if you find any bugs, we will fix them. Yeah, send, send us an email. We we worked with one with one individual that is the best tester in the world. <laughs> Couldn't get it to run; it just crashed. And after after like a week of going back and forth with this individual, we finally figured out. That it was because he was a Turkish individual that had had their windows in Turkish, and we were using a function in C sharp that converted something to lowercase using Turkish, and so it converted an, a capital I into a lowercase I with no dot, and then looked for a file with that file name that didn't exist. Oh, and there's no way we would have found that bug without that person's direct help. So that yeah, if you find something going wrong, let us know. <laughs> what are the chances of that? <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Wow, well done, that man. Uh, okay, so so your main the main thing that you want is just people playing your game, reporting any bugs, sharing it, reviewing it, all, all the, the the aftercare stuff, isn't it? Really? Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yep. Play the game. Tell your buddies. <laughs> and your friends can play with you without owning the game. Oh yeah, remote oh, play menu. Okay, yeah, because. We were talking about this. I remember when I first played it, I asked you about the multiplayer, didn't I? And you were saying that it's, that, it's the Steam feature, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's integrated with Steam Remote Play, but, and it's integrated right into the game. So when you, when you run the game, you can invite anyone on your Steam friends list, and they can join even without, like, they don't, they don't need to own the game. They don't have to download the game. They can just hop in. Wow. Okay. That's very cool. Let's try that. They do need to have a controller. Yeah. They do need to have a controller. Okay. So what is the game multiplayer then? It, it, I mean, uh, the, the object of the game as a single player is to escape the, escape the lab, isn't it? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And get out of there. So multiplayer, is it just a, like a free-for-all shoot 'em up or? So there are three game modes. The campaign is co-opable. So you can get four players in the campaign and just play through like you have, but with friends. And then there's a survival mode mm-hmm. that's kind of like zombies from Call of Duty, um, okay. where swarms of enemies come after you and you just fight as many as you can. And that's also in the co-op. And then we have a PvP battle mode wow. that has a lot of variation. So it's got like standard death matches for like timed lives or numbers of kills. And then there are team modes and capture the flag cops and bombers which is kind of like counter-strike and there's like puck it's uh kind of like air hockey except you hit the puck with your weapons <laughs> <laughs> oh wow so there's loads i thought it was well i didn't expect it to be uh 
quite so fully featured, if I'm honest. Yeah, and the, the <laughs> battle mode doesn't, doesn't usually stream that well, so people that, that stream it haven't usually even seen it, but the battle mode is actually the first thing that we made. The battle mode was almost completely finished before we even started on the campaign, so it has just loads of features, loads of variety. Oh, wow. And you can play up to 16 people in the battle mode, so it's good if you have a party <laughs> or some friends over or something oh, like that. That's very cool. Okay, that's I have to check that out. So I haven't tried out the more yet. I said you were just adding it as I last streamed it. I think can't remember. Okay, so and oh, I tell you what was awesome. I thought there's you have some of the weapons you have. Oh yeah. Now when I activated the 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 cheat mode, basically where I could do everything, the easy mode that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was just on the, all weapons, like yes, because uh, you have like. You have rifles, you have rocket launchers, and amazingly, you have drones. Yeah, <laughs> we that actually a have touch. a ton of weapons. So there, there are a bunch of different melee weapons. There's, there's swords and and uh, you know like lightsabers and and uh, axes <laughs> and tomahawks and whatever else. There's a ton of guns, sniper rifles and pistols, revolvers, laser pistols, whatever. It's so many, and then. I mean, we also have like uh, grenades and things like that. Throwables is what we call them. Um, grenades, and and you can pick up just about anything and chuck it at somebody. But <laughs> I love, yeah, um, throwing clipboards at people is amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the controllables, there's actually three. So that's what I call them: is controllables. Is there? There's the there's the drones that you can fly around. It's just like a little quadcopter thing. Yeah. And it can pick up grenades and drop grenades and self destruct. Um, there's also an RC car that works pretty much the same way, but it's a it's a little RC car, so it has to drive around the ground. It can't fly over stuff. And then there's the guided rockets that are my favorite, and oh, you can yeah, steer they're... them steer them through doorways, and they move really fast. And I, it I takes a while that. to yeah yeah it takes a while to get good with them. But yeah. if, if if you if you get really good with the guided rockets, you can take out just about anybody with it. <laughs> I, I was going to say I had a quick go on the uh, the guided rockets. Oh my god! I think I just crashed into the wall straight away. I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> they are very fast. I'm they just are. Video here on the stream. Um, it, yeah, yeah. That good. that trailer starts with the with the guided rocket very first. <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, I love the animation on the drone, just like with the blades spinning, and it looks like one of those those what are those drones called whatever the drones are called but with the white ones that everyone seems to have oh yeah that makes sense because that's what i think that's what it's based on that's what kills uses the reference material once you drew that there you go who knew (laughs) (laughs) you can draw you've passed oh what is workshop you've got that as a feature in the menu yeah so workshop is two things is on the website workshop is just the label for the level editor in the game engine workshop is the the housing for for what happens with a level editor is, is anyone can make levels and you can publish them on our website. And then oh. anyone that has the game can go and browse and download those levels. Like you can make new PVP levels, you can make campaign levels if you want to. And then other people can go to the workshop section of the game and go download those levels and give them ratings. And yeah. Wow. That's very cool. That's actually a very yeah. cool feature. Do, um, what sort of, what sort of knowledge or skills do you need to be able to uh, edit the levels? I'm none. Um, the level editor is, is pretty self-explanatory. I mean, you just add rooms and you add stuff in those rooms. Um, there is a, a full-featured set of documentation that we took a lot of time to, to write out if you want to know like the specific nuances and get really efficient with keyboard shortcuts and that kind of thing. But if yeah, you want to just go in and make make a, make a map, you can anybody can do that pretty, oh, pretty easily. Yeah. This sounds like a challenge. That could be a cool stream I'll do one day. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. We'll, we'll create a level. 
and then you'll see. Then you that will be a good test. I'll tell you what, because then you'll see how stupid my brain is. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll be like, no, no one uses it like that. What are you doing? (laughs) I thought it made sense. That would be super helpful, actually. We've only seen like one other person use the level editor so far. So yeah, I wasn't aware. Oh yeah, if, if I can do it, it's idiot proof. So we'll do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll plan that in. I'll, I'll do. It. I'll try and edit a level and release it into the wild. <laughs> That'd be cool. I'm looking forward to that. That'd be very good. Um, okay, so is there anything else? Because I want to go on to some of the other stuff that you do. Uh, but is there anything else you want to talk about? Cymatically muffed. Any anything you want to cover that we haven't covered? Um. Feature specific um, things that come to mind. Yeah, um, we have the the drop in drop out that a lot of people really like. It plays really well at conventions when we show the game and we go to events. Then people can hop in in the middle of a match and leave in the middle of a match. That's most yeah. useful for the campaign. But like I say, when we go to conventions and stuff, it's really handy even then because then they can just jump in and out as they walk by, and that works out pretty well. Also, oh, they can have, because I noticed again. You started me on this. This. Uh indie devitis of making <laughs> the game really hard <laughs> uh, so i was pleased when i could drop the difficulty slightly for my yep. simpleton brain yeah there's uh, a whole please. conversation about the difficulty online actually a lot of a lot of dev- a lot of people complain a lot when when there's difficulty settings they're they're mad that you don't play it the way the developer intended or whatever and yeah, we at least it, are here to tell you we intend you to play it however is most fun for you. <laughs> like I do not care if you want to play it on very easy. Those people. I feel like some of those people don't realize that the person who's like making and balancing the levels is a person like me. Like I don't want the gamers to suffer because I didn't balance the levels in a way that leads to yeah. fun gameplay. Not only that, when we make levels for the first time, I mean, we've been playing this game all day every day for years so we're really really good at it so <laughs> even even when we make it a little easier it doesn't usually pan out that way for the end user yeah those people who are saying that are just stupid <laughs> because that's like saying you know you should run the marathon in in two hours yeah <laughs> well, yeah but what if i've got one leg <laughs> what if i don't want to run into you know what i mean it's like it's a ridiculous statement to say and yeah and a lot of the games, I, as I'm getting older, my reactions are slightly getting slower, um, and my concentration is slightly less. So I have to bump the, the difficulty down just yeah, so I can sure. enjoy it. Now, when I was a kid, it was like, no, I need to challenge. I need to not die on this level. Now I don't. I don't care. I just want yeah. to play through <laughs> yeah. the game. I just want to shoot stuff, hit people in the face, and just complete the game. And yep. what was happening for me is that I was playing a game getting stuck and then putting it down and going, oh, I'll come back to that later. That's not happening, is it? Who does that? Yeah. And yeah, that happens to us a lot too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I've got loads of games I've half completed or three quarters completed. And, and it's, it's especially cool. frustrating when you're playing through and you get to like the one level that you can't get past. And then what do you do at that point? Oh, like, like in Gauntlet. Done. Yeah. In Gauntlet. <laughs> we were recently playing uh, whatever the new Gauntlet's called. I don't yeah. know. But... <laughs> But we played through the whole thing and it was super fun. And we get to that final boss level and that difficulty ramp spikes like 500%. Like it was impossible for us to do. 
And if it, if they didn't have the difficulty drop where you could just put it on easy mode, I was like, we're done. We're not playing because I'm not going to spend a month getting good enough at this to be able to beat this one map. No, and then and then what happens? You just don't end up seeing the end of the game, and it, and it sort yeah. of gets lost in your mind. And then you don't even recommend it to people, do you? Because you, yeah, you don't, exactly. Because you never finished it. You think, oh, well, I don't know what don't know what it was like because I didn't quite finish it. <laughs> yeah, you just want people to play the game. I don't. Yeah, know exactly. Yeah, problem with it. Uh, but thankfully, you guys understand that, and you have a nice simpleton to end for me, uh, which yeah. <laughs> cool stuff to shoot things at, which was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, well done. Well done to you. Thanks. <laughs> um, so, anything else? Anything else? What have we got here? Have I missed it? Have I missed anything? Um. Well, oh, here's, here's one. Yeah, yeah. Talk about on the podcast is. Um, it's not painfully obvious that it, that the game actually supports this, but you can control it with your phone. You shouldn't, but you can, <laughs> because of Steam Link Touch. You can use your phone as a virtual gamepad, and it will. It will run like a gamepad, and it's natively supported, so you'll see like the right glyphs and everything in the game, just like with any other controller that we natively support. But wow. We've got native support for a lot of controllers because we like it when your glyphs actually match the controller that you're using, so you don't have to convert X and A into square and cross or whatever they're calling it yeah, on yeah, PlayStation yeah. now. Yeah. Which one was this again? Is this? Yeah. Yeah, Kelts likes to use PlayStation controllers, and I I use my Xbox controller. Yeah, and when we play most games, it'll it'll show just Xbox glyphs, and that's kind of frustrating. So when when you play Muffed, the Xbox player gets Xbox glyphs, and the PlayStation player gets PlayStation glyphs. They'll they'll match whatever you're holding. Again, wonderful attention to detail. Yeah. We might have spent a little too much time on that too, actually. <laughs> it, it, I was going to say it's sounding like it should be featured in another question here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't use PlayStation PlayStation controllers. The thumbsticks are, are too close together. I clash thumbs. <laughs> Is it why I just got massive thumbs, or because they just hit each other? If I'm going inwards on both of them, I just my nails hit each other. So. I'm a girl, so I might have smaller hands. Definitely. Sam also likes the Xbox controller, yeah, I like but I Xbox. feel like the Xbox controller has my wrists out too wide. I like the Xbox buttons better. They're a little more tactile, big and bulky, and you push them down with some force. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I've always preferred the Xbox, but anything else? Where can we find out? Where's the best place to find out about the game? The um, Steam, our website. Mm-hmm. It's um, on Steam. You just search Muffed. Don't try to spell cinematically. It's okay. Muffed will find it. <laughs> yeah, just just search M U F F E D on the on the store on the Steam store and it'll it'll pop up. Okay. And what is your website? Our website is muffed.keltsum.net. M U F F E D dot K E L S A M dot N E T. Yeah. And it has links to Steam and and to Twitter and everything else. Excellent. Amazing. Yeah. So you don't. So the game doesn't have its own Twitter account, does it? It's just you, you use your your account. Is that right? We started out making a custom Facebook and Twitter and everything for just the game, but we never updated them because there's just too many to keep track of. So, so now we just do everything on our own Twitter and our and our own Facebook. So we can put all of our tabletop stuff and and video game stuff and everything on that one thing, and it'll it'll just show up to anybody that likes the stuff we make. <laughs> yeah, it makes more sense. Because otherwise, you've got to keep logging in and changing logins for everything, haven't you? Yeah, change. exactly. And then eventually, when you guys have got like 50 games out there, who's who's logging into all those tw- Twitters? Yeah, exactly. No one. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, like I said, I've streamed it a couple of times. 
And um, I keep thinking, I'll just have a quick go. Tends to be two or three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sucks you in. It's a good one. Yeah, so that's a good sign. And it's good fun. I'll say it looks gorgeous. It plays, like I said, super smooth. Um, and there's actually, with the multiplayer, that's added a whole chunk of content in there, isn't it? Yeah, we yeah. we really wanted to go out of our way to make sure you're you're getting some bang for your buck. It has a lot of replayability, lots of ways to play, cooperative, PvP, everything. Yeah, and, it has. Yeah. That's a cool. We cool like game. multiplayer games. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we yeah, do. So do I. You know, you want to be able to blast your mates in the face, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> the point, half the point of gaming, really, isn't it? I mean, that's right. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, okay. Well, so as you said, hop on Steam. Go onto the website, grab the game now. It's very cool. You can watch a couple of my streams if you want to check them out on there. Um, and I will be doing a level editor. Um, I may well, the, the level may well turn into a, some sort of rude drawing. I can't <laughs> it Tends to be where it goes, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll test it. We'll see what rude parts you can draw with a level editor. <laughs> um, so we'll do that. That'd be awesome. That'd be cool. Very cool. Right, so your other stuff. So you don't just make games, do you? You don't just make digital games. Uh, no. So we are best known for our tabletop projects, actually. Um, mm -hmm. we, this life, we made simple light cycles, and that did okay. But uh, most people know us from Kelsum Tabletop, where we make mods and stuff for, for board games, for card games, stuff like that. Okay, yeah. so this is mods for current games that already you don't make games new games is that right or you just make right yeah we don't we don't make our own board games we just make stuff for board games that we like okay so what yeah, kind yeah, of stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure we'll make a board game at some point but they're expensive to manufacture and ship so we make software yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what, what examples have you got then for, for what, what are you making what is a big game that you've modded um, our most well-known stuff is usually for Twilight Imperium 4th Edition. We make uh, game mats and inserts and different things that people like. And you can get it all for free. Like, we don't, we don't sell any of that stuff. You can go to tabletop.keltsum.net and download any of the mats and print your own, or you can print them from whatever print shops. And we release the plans and 3D models and stuff for the inserts that we make. And, oh, wow. Yeah. So what the other best known stuff we made we make a uh, software sometimes for some of them so for a game called uh legacy of dragon holt we made a character sheet generator so that instead of having to like write one out with a pencil you can type in all your stuff in this thing and put in an image and print it out and yeah <laughs> set up apps for runebound yeah oh the Our... token caster for runebound is is pretty popular we have monthly probably a few hundred people that use that actually which i was surprised to to find out our but. D and D campaign is pretty big. Oh yeah, that that oh. was really big. We have a let's see, probably like four or five thousand downloads of a of a Dungeons and Dragons board game campaign that we made. One weekend we decided we wanted we wanted more of this board game, so <laughs> in two days we made this campaign called Puppets of the Balor, and it turned out pretty good. Mm -hmm. And a lot of other people apparently think so too, because yeah, it's it's probably actually. Almost as popular as our Twilight Imperium stuff, but I'm not sure. <laughs> wow, that's very cool. Yeah. So why why don't you charge for any of this stuff? Have interest. Um, part of it is legal. Um, some of the stuff we make we don't have the rights to, so we couldn't sell it if we wanted to. And the other part is it's just little mods for for board games you already have to spend money on. So 
we're just not really that interested in taking people's money for it. <laughs> we originally no? started building all this stuff for us. And then when we posted about it, being like, hey, look at this fun stuff that we have. We got a lot of questions. So then we started sharing it so that people could could build their own. Yep. Wow. But do you have a, a donation page for that? Oh, yeah, we do. We do have a, a PayPal donation page on the website. So so if people do want to support you creating this, these cool things that they're using anyway, they can donate to you and help you do it. Yeah, you sure can. Yeah. Good. You should do, people do that. I don't play board games really, much to my my sure. missus's dismay. Um, she's but we just don't. I just don't. I just can't be bothered to set them up. That's why I play computer games. Yeah, board board games take a lot of <laughs> a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, they do. And she she only wants to play Settlers of Catan. That's all we get to play. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm getting funny looks. Okay, stop. Change subject. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that you work on? You got any other little weird side projects that you're not telling me about? Let's have a look. Don't I don't think, think so. We pretty much spend all our time working on Muff these days. If you look at Kelsum Tabletop, we've only even had probably two or three things we've made for that in the last year or so because we've been so busy working on Muff. But you have, yeah. And you, I think, I think you may have swerved. The release date question. The release date for Muffed? Yeah. Did you actually give me one? Or did you did you, did you go around the houses and tell me something else? Oh. <laughs> I think you may have dodged it there. No, yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't we, we don't have a, a set date. It'll be released when it's finished. Um we <laughs> we aim for, you know, a month, two months from now, but that that's also been the aim for <laughs> for lots of months. So <laughs> Some, <laughs> kind summer twenty twenty? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll it'll be this year for sure. Yeah. Hopefully before the summer. Yeah, hopefully before the summer. We're in the final stretches here. We keep adding stuff. Like the comics weren't planned until a couple weeks ago, yeah. and then we spend a bunch of weeks putting those in. So <laughs> we just keep adding more and more feature creep. <laughs> like mid January, we were like, "Oh, there should be comics." <laughs> yeah. Oh, why is it new? <laughs> they do look nice, though. It does add quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It really uh, adds like, to the narrative. It, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But like I said last week to the uh, the last developers, stop touching it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just finish it. Just, just finish stop it. Stop touching it. Put it down. <laughs> um, so once you've finished it, well, so I know we sort of went over this a little bit already, but uh, you don't have anything planned for another game yet. You haven't like started penciling in something else new or anything yet, have you? Uh, we have a couple ideas for a possible sequel to Muffed, or, and we have a couple ideas for, for different games we want to do. Um, which of those happen kind of depends on how Muffed performs financially. Of course. Um, but yeah, for right now, for Muffed, um, there, there's nothing else we're really going to do to it feature-wise, or at least we don't plan to. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we just are going to finish the campaign, and then it will be done and released. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Wow. Again, thank you so much for letting me play your game. Um, <laughs> it's it's been good fun, and and again, uh, you know, we've uh, and thank you so much for you always you always join my live streams. I really appreciate it. It's very good. <laughs> very nice. So <laughs> you have some extra bonus points. Um, <laughs> oh, I like watching you stream. You're very animated. <laughs> See, I don't think I am. <laughs> when I'm, I think I'm just sat dead still when I'm playing. <laughs> but, uh, but, but when I die, I tend to move my head a lot. <laughs> my hands go into my face a lot, which probably just means I die a lot. That's probably the problem. 
Uh, which goes back to, uh, I'm glad you've got an easy difficulty rating. <laughs> I was going to say, we all got that indie virus where we make our games too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, okay, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, and again, thank you for your cool game. And I, I'll, and everybody should go buy it, go check it out, uh, and go and see all the other cool stuff that you do as well. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for having us. And there we go. So that is the end of the interview and the episode. I just wanted to mention a couple of things first. If you are an indie dev and you want me to play your game or you want to come on the podcast and talk about your game, please contact me on Twitter at c for TV. You can send me a direct message there. My DMs are open. Or you can email me at c at gmail.com. I would also like to say if you are a, a just an indie game fan, then please head over to these projects, these websites that we're giving out and uh, make sure you wishlist them on steam share some of their social media it seems to be the biggest thing that people need is just exposure and sharing the content so if you're enjoying the show then please just head over and support these support these awesome people creating these really cool games for us uh, the last thing is i've actually had my first review on apple podcasts so i just want to say a big thank you to the rog who left a review and said great listen i really enjoyed this I think it's a great idea as we have so much talent in the world that goes unrecognised. Would recommend this to any gamer. So thank you very much, The Rog. If you would like to leave a review, it would be greatly appreciated as you know how these algorithms work. Apple look at who's uh, who's getting rated what so they know how to recommend it to other people. So if you want to help me out a little bit, then I would love it. If you would head to Apple Podcasts, leave a review any reviews anywhere to be fair whatever podcast app you're using any reviews are greatly appreciated so thank you very much um, the next podcast will be out pretty quickly um, i've already recorded the next episode so i've just got to sit down and edit that and uh, keep an eye out on your feeds because it'll be out very soon so thanks again for joining me i'm really pleased that you're all enjoying these shows i've had again as i said last week i'm having lots of great feedback and I've got lots more planned and it's turning into a bigger venture than I ever believed. I thought this was just going to be a quick, well, I'll just record a couple of episodes and chuck them up. Oh, no. Until next week or next episode, whichever comes first. Catch you later. Ciao for now. Goodbye.